0: Today on Ag News Daily.
1: Absolutely. We are getting into the auction industry uh, coming this fall, and we are super excited about it.
0: Oh, hail no. It is 420 Delaney, April 20th, 2023, Thursday edition of the Ag News Daily podcast. Did you see what I did there?
2: There are so many bad dad jokes in there, Tanner. (laughs)
0: combining them all together but what we had here in central iowa was quite a bit of hail we had three quarter inch size hail last night that came through about 10 30 11 o'clock at night and then again a little bit earlier in the morning close to two o'clock almost to garth brooks's 330 in the morning as part of his thunder roll song but uh, not quite there still plenty of hail and raining still here delaney
2: Yes, I think it's going to remain that way, Tanner, as the 10-day forecast here for the Midwest is pointing to cooler and wetter conditions. Most of the Midwest should see above normal precipitation here over the next 10 days, which is going to put a damper on planting season, Tanner. However, they're saying if May is normal and cooperates, we should still be able to get All of our crops planted and into the ground as usual. However, you know, I was in DC this week and chatting with other folks around the country, other farm broadcasters. The Dakotas still are having some snowfall, and that's going to start melting here any day now. And a lot of the folks I was talking to said it's going to be a pretty bad season, they think. They're already starting to experience some flooding as snowfall is starting to melt, but uh, they think that there's gonna be a lot of acres that go fallow this year, a prevent plant probably taken, due to all of the snow and and the rain that they're gonna continue to see here. So I think, Tanner, that's going to put a little bit of a spin on the markets.
0: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how soon that impacts we're seeing on the market side but you're right over 40 million people right now are under severe weather threats that's everything from flood warnings like you just described to red flag warnings Uh, it looks like by region we've got several severe storms and tornado watches from wisconsin to texas there's more hail possible Flash flooding is also a possibility in eastern Texas and Louisiana amongst those states up here in the north. Uh, Red flag warnings still in the southwestern area because portions of the U.S. remain dry themselves. But what is super unfortunate is the heavy snowfall potential coming back to northern North Dakota and Minnesota itself. There is a chance for heavy accumulations of wet snow through Thursday evening, but where you want to be if you're a warm weather lover is the East Coast. Washington, D.C. is predicted to be a high of 90 degrees today, Virginia, Charlottesville see in 91, uh, Atlanta, and Charlotte also in the upper 80s, so a wide range of weather across the nation, Delaney.
2: Of course. As soon as I leave DC Tanner, they start to get the super warm temperatures.
0: (laughs) That's right. That is exactly right. I'll do a real quick ethanol update here as we try to do every Thursday. Production rose this week to an average of 1.024 million barrels per day. That is up from the 959,000 last week, which was a severe drop. The uh, inventories are up. A little bit they were at 25.23 million barrels that was up from 25.128 million barrels last week so a little ethanol plug there
2: well Tanner on that same vein there yesterday we saw administrator of the EPA Michael Reagan meet in front of or present in front of house the house agriculture committee as they pressed him on a variety of different issues including year-round E15 he was mentioned saying that a plan for year-round sales of E15, especially in the eight Midwestern states, will likely go into effect in the summer of 2024, a year later than the states sought for as having year-round E15. Legislators pressed him a little further about why that timeline would take so long, and he concluded there wasn't enough time for final rulemaking to get it in act. For this year but he did say that they will consider issuing a temporary emergency waiver as they often do to allow sales of e15 this summer he was also pressed as i mentioned on a variety of other issues um, outside of the e15 year round also was pressed and talked a little bit about pesticide and herbicide regulations as a lot of farmers are waiting for the EPA approval of a variety of new products that don't seem to make it to the market anytime soon. Uh, Reagan said during his hearing on Wednesday that the agency found itself having to dig out from an avalanche of lawsuits when it comes to regulating herbicides and pesticides and is hampered by a lack of personnel to approve new crop protection products. He said, as a result of the different lawsuits, the EPA is undertaking an Endangered Species Act review of current pesticides and herbicides. And he told the committee that the work will continue, but they're just absolutely bogged down by paperwork and lack of personnel. So it seems like a little bit of an excuse there, Tanner. But that was definitely a topic that, as we were in D.C. this week, we asked legislators. um, And so it's kind of interesting, you know, While we're in DC, yesterday we did a little bit of a speed dating round, if you will. So we had, I think, 10 to 15, I can't remember off the top of my head the number, but 10 to 15 Congress folks that came through and and basically gave us 20 minutes to ask them any sort of questions, Tanner, that we wanted. And so a lot of questions were directed around, what are you going to hold the EPA accountable for? And the two biggest issues really probably were passage of year-round E15, as well as getting more tools in the toolbox for producers. So it sounds like legislators really did push forward and and hold Reagan accountable, the EPA accountable, for some of these issues that have been really slow going.
0: Yeah, it almost seems like a a public cry to say, stop suing us so we can do more work. But right now- in California, the super bloom is happening. Californian hillsides are exploding with wildflower. That is one of the benefits of the substantial amount of rainfall, epic, according to this article, that has taken place. You can see the super bloom, Delaney, from space right now. So one of the wettest winters on record for the California hillsides are now exploding exploding with color. Swaths of yellow and orange and blue and purple covering the hillsides this is causing a large draw of the general public into the mountains of california the highways are very pretty and uh, causing some traffic concerns as drivers are continuing to gawk at what is around them the golden state looks a lot greener right now almost like a dreamscape and if you look at this article delaney outside of palmdale california on April 15th it does it looks extremely beautiful of uh, almost like it's been painted but the seas of color are continuing to draw people and now area uh, economists or I'm sorry, environmentalists are now concerned about what it will do for the environment as people are trekking up to take their Instagram pictures. So I thought I'd throw (laughs) that in there. Finally, our California friends are getting uh, out of both being dry last year and then extensively wet this winter. But now we can combine some technology to help other farmers that use irrigation pivots and Israeli-based Prospera is now teaming up with Valley Irrigation. So those who have valley pivots can have an extremely intense view of their products. The satellites from this Israeli company have the ability to get their resolution to discern a softball-sized object from several hundreds of miles away. So they are introducing right now plant insights through this partnership. They will literally be able to see a grasshopper on a leaf of corn or a broadleaf sized weed the size of a quarter using their high resolution cameras mounted on their pivot. So you combine satellite imagery with the camera technology to allow farmers to have these insights in their fields. So by looking at the entire area via satellite, you can hone in now better than with the naked eye as to create earlier detected issues for leaks in your system, leaks of weeds getting through uh, the herbicides that you have out, or maybe insect pressure. So some neat technology there, Delaney.
2: And that's wild, Tanner. You got to do it for the gram though.
0: I know. That's right. It uh, Maybe you could use some of these high-res cameras to get better pictures there as well.
2: May- that's true. I hadn't thought of that. That's a good marketing marketing twist for them there but stepping overseas we've got a few big headlines here coming out of ukraine and russia as we're continuing to see slow inspections of exports heading out of that area uh kiev said more time is needed to secure an extension of the initiative you know we're still seeing Differing opinions on whether or not the agreement was 60 days or 120. But regardless, we saw a lot of countries, Tanner, asking to or going ahead and banning Ukrainian grain and food product exports. But Poland has agreed as of Tuesday to lift a ban on the transit of those products. However, we're also seeing the EU step forward now and is finally taking action, Tanner, which is what a lot of countries around Ukraine have asked for. The European Union is preparing a 100 million euro or $109 million compensation plan for farmers in the five countries bordering Ukraine, and they plan to introduce restrictions on imports of Ukrainian grain. This is putting a lot of pressure on all countries within the EU as they're trying to limit grain exports. I'm sure that the pressure is on for Ukrainian farmers as well as, you know, we report day after day that grain's just not getting out through the grain corridor. And this is going to be another hamper in the Ukrainian grain situation, Tanner.
0: Yeah, it is. And it looks like also Mm -hmm. yesterday, uh, this morning, Ukrainian authorities said that they have asked Turkey to seize what prosecutors are saying Kiev stole They're talking thousands of tons of grain from Ukrainian territory that is occupied by Russia, and they're looking to secure some of those inventories as well. Lots of discussions around Ukraine's rightful place within NATO. There are discussions there that obviously NATO countries have come to the aid of Ukraine during this battle. So they'll continue to take a look at that relationship as it continues to provide crucial support to the Ukrainian side. Ukraine also received more Western hardware, including French armored vehicles, U.S. Patriot missile defense systems, and other Iris T weapons from Germany. These are highly effective for the territories that they're in. Uh, Your reports out of Ukraine are saying that their units are standing firm in in Bakhmut. They said Russian losses are higher than those of Ukraine. And then that last update we've kind of been following along with is uh, the jailed Wall Street Journal reporter. Evan is doing well, but it has now been made aware that the only communication he is able to receive is censored letters written in Russian due to the rules that are now sanctioned in the prison where he is at. So a couple of quick updates there, Delaney, but I think that about runs me out of news for the day.
2: I think it does me as well. Aside from China and Russia are continuing to meet to strengthen their alliance too. So we're seeing Brazil and China, Russia, China, Russia, Brazil. We're seeing lots of um, strategic partnerships being formed there. And China's defense minister just returned this week, From Moscow, with a new strategic agreement in hand for the two countries, China and Russia agreed to expand military cooperation and support for one another to jointly resist what they're saying are threats, improve services, exchange intelligence, and to conduct exchanges in personnel. Uh, The agreement basically provides support to one another to help with threats to their sovereignty as well as potential warfare um, or tensions, Tanner, because as we know, of course, the United States has been involved in supporting Ukraine as well as supporting Taiwan. And it sounds like those are the two relationships right now that China and Russia are watching very closely and may call on the other to step in for help if things go south.
0: Yeah, that's a a lot going on in the world. And I think it's going to shake up what trade looks like here in the future. So uh, as far as that goes, how do markets look like they're opening this morning?
2: Markets are definitely in the red here as we head into opening session. May corn down six and three quarters cents in the overnight will open at 6.65 and a half. New crop corn down six pennies to open at 5.57. In the May soybean contracts, they shed 11 and three quarters cents in the overnight to open at 14.94 and three quarters November new crop beans down a dime will open at 12.98 and a half. Hard red may winter wheat here 16 and a quarter cent lower at 8.45 and a half. And a quick refresher at where livestock markets ended yesterday, June live cattle down a dollar 60 to open at a buck May feeder cattle will open a and a half lower at 210 47 and May lean hogs down just a nickel yesterday. Will open at 7877 and a half tanner we are having a follow-up conversation with Fastline to chat about a product we couldn't quite release when we were at commodity classic but super excited to talk about the launch of it today
0: and listeners this is a repeat guest with some really exciting announcements to share with you it's always fun to be a part of the Agnews Daily Family and bring some of the latest news to the listeners. Dean, welcome back to the podcast. How you doing?
1: Hey, fantastic, Tanner. Thank you so much for giving me a chance to come back on to the show.
0: Hey, our pleasure. For the listeners that might not have caught your first one. Let's start off with who you are, what your title is and who you're with. Absolutely.
1: So Dean Bark, I'm the president of Fastline Marketing Group in Buckner, Kentucky. Been with the organization for about five years now.
0: Awesome. So FastLine Marketing Group is where this announcement is going to come out of. And it's exciting because you guys have never done this before. What? Tell our listeners, first of all, what FastLine used to really make its bread and butter all about.
1: Absolutely. So you probably know us as just FastLine and you know us from our famous catalogs that we've had out of the marketplace for over 45 years. So covering the entire United States. Uh, But, you know, as you know, with every business, you know, you're focused on trying to grow and continue to support your clientele, which in our case is the farmers. So we are continuing to expand our operations and get into some other sectors of the business.
0: Cool. And the latest announcement is you're bringing auctions to the group.
1: Absolutely. We are getting into the auction industry uh, coming this fall and we are super excited about it. Some of the initial response that we've gotten has just been outstanding. Uh, I think it's just going to be a fantastic fit for Fastline as we move forward. So uh, can't wait to get started. Obviously, as you know, it's a lot of work uh, to put something like this on, but uh, we are super excited about it, committed to it, and uh, you know, continuing to be that, that farmer resource and marketing partner of choice. That's our vision. So if we can continue to follow that vision, uh, auctions is just a logical next step for Fastline.
0: So as you guys look at the industry and how you're going to be able to set yourselves apart from other platforms that already maybe have existed in the past, what are some of your focuses on to make it either right or better? Absolutely.
1: No, fantastic question. I mean, I think the FastLine, um, if you, you know us at all, I mean, I think our staple and our cornerstone as a company is we've always operated of fantastic integrity and character. So that's something that we've transcended through the entire organization for many years. We're going to continue to take that into the auction space first and foremost. So that'll always be our cornerstone. But I think some of the things that we can do differently uh, that's going to make us a success, and then most importantly, really give the farmers another option to go out and purchase equipment, buy and sell equipment in this particular case, um, are a couple things here that'll set us apart. Number one, it's our audience. And We've got a couple of of amazing uh, numbers there from an audience standpoint. We've got a farmer list that we've been able to build over 45 years uh, in the industry. That's a million farmers uh, deep, you know, with name, address, uh, email information, phone number. So we're going to rely on that audience and that engaged audience to get us started. Uh, And then in addition to that, probably some of its duplicate But we've got a social media following of over 400,000 followers, predominantly on Facebook, but also Instagram, uh, TikTok, et cetera, uh, that we're going to also be able to leverage to kind of help market equipment that's in our auction space. So that's that's going to be a big cornerstone of it as well. It's just going to be our audience. But. Some of the other things I think, Tanner, that we can bring to the table that are going to be unique and different. uh, Number one, no no buyer fees, no added fees. We're not in this to try to nickel and dime, folks. Again, we're really just living down our mission and our vision, which, again, is that farmer resource and marketing partner of choice. So no bidder fees, no added fees. Also, we're going to have the lowest commission rates in the industry to kind of echo that sentiment I just gave you uh, as far as fees and rates in this Um, I think the other big thing that we're going to be able to do that we're excited about, we're kind of in the process of finalizing this, hence why we're not really rolling it out to the fall, is we're going to have a state-of-the-art bidding platform. So there's a lot of platforms out there, but we want to have something that's going to be very easy to manage for the farmers, makes sense to them, uh, easy to navigate, uh, something that's going to make them comfortable uh, for going out and bidding on equipment through Fastline Auctions versus some of the other options that are out in the industry. So that's another key piece of what we're going to bring to the table, and give you one more, and then I'll, I'll pause here, uh, and that's really the quality assurance component of it. I know uh, that's important if you're if you're placing a bid on a piece of equipment um, that you haven't seen, you know, could be skeptical. Hey, do I really want to do this? I'd much rather lay eyes on it. Completely understand. I'd rather do that if I'm buying a piece of equipment or buying anything in my life. Uh, but rest assured, you know, our quality assurance is going to be state of the art as well. So we're going to actually have um, territory managers that are out across the country, which is what we're hiring for now, if anybody's interested. Uh, But we're going to go out, we're going to lay eyeballs on each and every piece of this equipment. Uh, We're going to take tons of photos uh, to make sure that every angle, every aspect of that equipment is covered in our photos to make sure people feel comfortable uh, with what's being listed online. And If there's additional questions of course there's always going to be somebody that you can contact to ask more specifics about that piece of equipment again we're going to have hours listed and everything else that you would expect um you know with a piece of equipment that's going on onto the auction space
0: that is that's quite a bit so i'm going to tear into a couple pieces of this like the the quality assurance will will you have that dictated in a in a comment fashion or a rating because I've got a lot of customers, I know we've got a lot of listeners that maybe have an auction buy that they weren't so thrilled with once it actually showed up, and maybe we're a little bit disappointed in the representation side of things. A hundred
1: percent, and that's why I call it out, because I've, you know, a lot of feedback, you know, Fastline's got a lot of farmer advisory groups, and there's a lot of folks that we, we garner feedback from, and we, we, we value their their uh, thoughts and that's one of the pieces that's come out is you've got to make sure that you've got good quality on this to make sure people are comfortable with it so absolutely we're going to have eyeballs on every piece of equipment uh, and then we're going to have folks um, out in the marketplace and if people need to make a call and, and say listen is this is this 4240 tractor is this is this legit and hours good all that we're going to have somebody that they can talk to to make sure that they're comfortable with um, you know, through the entire bidding process, as well as we also not to not to flip and change subjects on the quality side of things. But if if you're outbid and it's a it's an item that you're really interested in, we want to make sure that we're back in touch with you quickly to make sure you know, hey, Tanner, you, you just got outbid for that piece. If you're interested, please, you know, put another bid in. So those are some of the other things that we're going to be trying to do as well to get people comfortable, um, you know, with with the quality and, and the pieces of equipment that we've got out there.
0: So as you look to this fall when things are really going to ramp up, are you looking at having weekly sales or are they periodic? How do you think that schedule is going to look? I think starting out just
1: to make sure that we, you know, the last thing I want to do is get started in something and then we are not doing our part, you know, for the farmer side of things. So I think going, starting out, we're going to probably go periodic only because we want to probably evaluate after each auction what went well, what didn't, go mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and then once we kind of get uh, a balance of what's working successfully, then we'll be able to kind of start rolling them out. Our, our, our plan would definitely be to do, be doing weekly auctions as we move forward. But you know, this fall we'll probably kind of tiptoe into it to make sure we're doing things right, you know, for the people that are looking to buy, and then also for the folks that are selling.
0: See, so you, you also kind of hinted at a really key point there, and maybe some of our listeners would have interest in it, but it sounds like if you're going to have these representatives around the place kind of doing the quality checks that you're going to need quite a few bodies. Is that something you're excited to dive into, finding and bringing in new talent? 100%. That's
1: always the best part of working at FastLine is making sure that we bring on, you know, good talented folks as well uh, as the folks that we have already on staff here. So that's very important to us. So the response, we just really click send on, on the marketing message around auctions a week ago, and the response that we've gotten, and the level of interest on the territory manager roles has just been outstanding. We've got almost, I think, 50 people right now that are interested in helping us out. Always willing to take on more, uh, but you know, I think it's it's it shows the power of our audience. You know that we get that type of response initially, and it also, I think, hopefully talks to some of the good things we got. Moving in fast line, we're going in the right direction, we're trying to grow our business. And I think people are taking notice of that and they want to be a part of it.
0: Yeah, I think that's a really good point as far as how you can tell your network is working for you. But as our listeners are, are getting excited for your fall rollout, remind them kind of where your core base of impact is and then where you're also looking to expand.
1: Yes, absolutely. Thank you uh, for that. So yeah, core base again is just our catalogs. I mean, that's been our, our you know our bread and butter, our pride and joy over the last 45 years. Uh, we have we mail out almost 4 million catalogs a year uh, to I said like um, a million farmers basically uh, across the United States. We have over 20 catalogs. Uh, and we do 17 editions. So all in all, we send out over 4 million catalogs a year. Uh, so that's obviously a cornerstone of our of our business. Uh, but over the last five years, in addition to, to what we're looking to do in the auction side of things, we're trying to continue to be innovative. Um, and as we saw the, the shift more into the digital marketing side of things, we've been able to invest in that particular area as well. And we now have a full suite of digital products and our own uh, digital agency. So we can do more things digital marketing wise than anybody else in our space and i already mentioned the uh, the social media following as well the largest in our space too so those are some of the things that we've got and just again excited about building that out and growing that into some other sectors into auctions and and i think auctions is just the, the tipping point and the starting point for us um, i think you know with, with the kind of my vision and and others around me you know there's already a couple other sectors that You know, if we uh, can can build off of auctions that it'll be just a logical step for Fastline to get into, probably more of a 2024 play uh, in those areas. But again, always looking to grow. And uh, that's the the name of the business. And again, going back to the vision, if we can support the farmers, uh, we can connect them with the the equipment and the items that they're looking for in the ag space.
0: I think we're always going to win. So you had a good point there. You're 17 different additions. What parts of the U.S. do you cover? Yeah, we cover the entire United States.
1: Now, obviously, uh, you, you being an ag guy, you know that there are certain parts of, of the country that are more predominantly agricultural than others. So obviously, we're going to we're going to play a lot more in the Midwest uh, is big for us. Um, obviously, we have certain states have their own catalogs, like, for example, Kentucky, Ohio, have their own catalogs, uh, Illinois, Indiana. Um, uh, let's see. You've also got Missouri, some of those states, Iowa, Nebraska, we've got a combo catalog. You know, also Southeast is big for us. Um, you know, they that has been a, a, a religious group that really has followed our, our product for years. And so we do very well in the Southeast. Uh, we do well in the Mid-Atlantic, uh, some of the Carolinas, Virginia. And then up in the Northeast is another area that we do very well in as well. So, yeah, Texas, of course, Oklahoma kansas too so all across we even do things in the west uh we don't have a great traction being candid uh but we do we do send the catalogs out to california and and oregon and and washington as well
0: very cool so if our listeners are excited as they should be where do you suggest they uh, follow along or connect with you at
1: absolutely so please check us out multiple different areas if you're looking
0: specifically on the
1: auction side of things I would check out FastLineMarketingGroup.com. We'll have an auction video out there that kind of explains and highlights some of the things that we're looking to do in that particular space. Um, if you're just looking at FastLine in general, uh, looking for equipment, obviously, we've got a marketplace right now with 100,000 pieces of equipment. So check us out on www.FastLine.com. And that's where it's a marketplace where you'll be able to look and browse for equipment, um, social media Obviously, FastLine is our, is our Facebook page, um, and we also have a FastLine marketing group that's more uh, advertising-wise uh, as well in the, uh, in the Facebook sector and the social media sector. So those are just some of the spots to, uh, to go check us out, uh, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok as
0: well. Oh, I love this, Dean. Thank you so much for joining us again. We really appreciate you taking some time out of your day.
1: Absolutely. Thank you, guys, for all that you do, Tanner. Uh, happy to hop on the show anytime.
0: Yeah, Delaney, that was a lot of fun. It's always good to catch up with our guests on the podcast. Listeners can get more familiar with them, but it's also fun to share about new innovative options for our listeners. So thanks, Dean, for hanging out with us. And uh, I'm excited for what tomorrow might bring, Delaney. We'll see what kind of headlines we come about. But listeners, if you've got guests you want us to talk to, contact us, reach out on social media, let us know who we should interview, and we'll get to it.
2: Absolutely. Tanner, with that, should we let the people go?
0: Let's let him go.